0: During crisis and economic depression, small business owners often struggle with making sales and keeping the loyalty of their people. Because if you ain't selling, it's hard to pay the bills. On the Ethical Sales Podcast, you will learn new ways to selling ethically and communicating with your people to create more loyalty and getting out of the rut of stress and frustration. When there is plenty of sales, there should be plenty of profits to keep things flowing smoothly and everybody be happy, happy. happy. Today, we're going to talk about Why salespeople get a bad rap? There's a stigma about salespeople that they think, "Oh, I'm a sales guy, and instantly, like, there's a little bit of a wall that goes up, right? Why is that? Well, I think you're not normally scared of something or anything that you're skilled in or that you know, that you're familiar with. And I think when people say that, they just, they say more about themselves than they do about the sales position. You know, they're just talking about the fact that, you know, they don't, they don't know what they're doing with it um, or they're an amateur. They don't know the process. They don't know the right way to do things. You know, it's kind of like <clears throat> you see somebody that, uh, you know, sees a a deep hole of water, nice clear blue water. And uh, somebody looks at it and says, oh, wow, that's kind of scary. Why do they say it's scary? Because they can't, they can't swim. swim. Yep. The person who can swim looks at that water and goes, oh, wow.
1: Looks mm, that looks
0: inviting. That looks yep. like it could be so much fun to dive into. Because he can swim and it's the same way in sales. What you understand and what you're skilled in is what you're comfortable with. Sales is really no difference. And so when somebody isn't comfortable with it, they just, they're just they just talking about themselves. They're just really saying, I don't really know what I'm doing, I feel. So You know, there's, a, there's an amateur way of doing things and, and there's so a professional way of doing things. Right. And so I think that's why salespeople, as a rule, get tended to maybe get a little bit of a bad rap is number one, they don't really know what they're doing when you don't really know what you're doing. Most people naturally are going to make everything about themselves. You know, they're going to talk about themselves, how good they are. And this kind of goes into the last episode that we covered. Really, these two can kind of be tied together. But they're going to talk about how good they are, how good their product is. They may even go into their family and tell them how many children they have and what their kids are good at and the sports their kids are good at. Because the people's favorite subject is what? Themselves. Themselves. I remember kind of dreading sales myself because that's how I did it. I would have a half an hour sales pitch. I would have a half hour talking about why they should use the product or why they should join the company or why they should this or why they should that. And it had everything to do with the company, the product, instead of engaging them in questions. Now that I understand that's not the process, in five minutes, I can go further with somebody than I used to in 30 or 45 minutes. And I used to dread that 30, 45 minute process because of the fact that at the end of the 30, 45 minutes, the answer was almost always the same. I have to think about it because you give them so much information that it overwhelms them. And you create that objection. Mm -hmm. I have to think about it because it's not clear. They know too much. They have too much to think about. They didn't come to learn all that. They came to learn, what can this do for me? They called you for a solution. Yeah. And now I understand it's very simple. Ask a few questions, find out where they're at in life, find out what they're looking for. And then you can offer the solution to fit what they said and you get somewhere. But you got to make it about them. I mean, I know we're beating a drum, the same drum here. You have to make it about them. They want you to listen come in. and ask questions. That's right. They want you to come in. They want you to provide a solution. But at the same time, if you go in there and you take interest in them, and their company, I do this when I'm flying. I'll ask people about themselves when I'm flying. And it's funny to watch how much influence that you actually gain with those people. And they don't even know you. I was flying recently and I had a guy sitting beside me and I just asked him, you're flying for business or pleasure. I don't even remember why. Well, I think he was in a food business of some kind. Talked for five minutes about his business. And then I just asked him, I said, what do you do when you're not working? What do you like doing? And he starts talking to me about his family and the things that he enjoys doing. And I don't even recall the whole conversation. But long story short, he spoke for probably 45 minutes about, I mean, the entire flight. He talked about the things that he loves to do. And what I did is I just sat there and I listened to him. And I really badly wanted to tell him that I'm married I have four children. Here's a picture of my wife. She's beautiful. I got four beautiful kids. My kids love to do this. My oldest loves to golf. My second boy, he loves to fish. And here's a fish he's caught. Like I normally, right? That's what we do. We pull our phones out and we show him our pictures. Look at this. Look at that. You know, a guy pulls his phone out and says, look at the fish I caught. And we, we love to pull our phone out and say, Oh, look at this one. Cause it's a little bit bigger, maybe you don't gain influence with anybody pulling your phone out and trying to trump what he's just done. You gain influence with people when you let them talk, when you listen to what they have to say. And after that flight, um, I, I, we exit the plane, we go down, down to the luggage to baggage claim. And I forgot about the guy, but he didn't, he saw me and he literally came out of his way and he came over to me and he said, Hey, it was a nice flying with you today. I told him nothing about me. I could have been a serial killer, he didn't know anything about me, but he thought I'm a nice guy. That's because I listened to him. People forget what you say, yep. but they don't forget how you made, you, how you made how them, them feel. Made them feel. That's right. And if you show interest in them, it makes them feel so, like they're somebody that, they, that yeah. you actually care about them. Point today in, a, in this episode is really simple. You want to reverse what most people do. You want to reverse that. Most people are going to go in and they're going to talk about themselves. You just reverse that. Let your customer talk about himself. Let your people in your life, give them the chance to talk about themselves, make it about other people. And you'll find in today's world, that is a breath of fresh air. You know, it doesn't take long to look around like social media uh, in today's age to see that people make everything about themselves. We live in a very, very selfish world today. And if you want influence with the people in your lives, then reverse that. Make it about them. And that's how, you know, you as a salesperson, you as a business owner, Um, you'll gain a lot of influence in your life by reversing that process. Genuinely caring about your customer and they'll feel that you'll go a lot further because you know, caring about people is simply asking questions about them, Mm -hmm. finding out what is your problem, what are you looking for? And then have your solution fit that it's really that simple. That's what that's kind of sums up sales. Leadership is influence. That's what it is. It's it's really that simple. And it's finding some, you know, it's fine having conversations. It's finding places where you can have common ground. It's having the conversations that you can call them back later at a follow up call because a huge part of sales is following up with your customers and clients. It's having those conversations that you can make a follow up call and you re- you can refer to something that you talked about completely off business. You, you can rule. refer to something right that simply says, "Hey, how did your son's soccer game go?" or "How did your son's ball game go?" Yeah. or something like that because you made a note of it and put those things in in your notes to where you knew that those are conversation things. Those are things that they care about. Those are things that later you can bring up. And it just shows that you listen. When you do this correctly, you'll find that people that you're working with, you have less problems getting a hold of. I have people that tell me over and over and over. I've had phone calls. (coughs) How do I get a hold of the guy again? I tried calling him back and he won't answer his phone or he doesn't return my emails. I'm just being honest. I rarely have that problem because I build a relationship with them and I make it about them. And when we leave each other, most of the time, my goal is that guy has more energy than when I met him. That's the goal. Yeah. The this idea. is all nonverbal stuff, right? When he has more energy when we leave or when I, when I get off the phone with him next time he sees my phone call, He's going to want to pick it up. He doesn't maybe even know it, but his brain says, oh, I like the conversation with that guy because it, he makes me feel good or he gives me something that I don't have right now. If you're having a hard time getting hold of your people again, this is probably something you're lacking is that transfer of energy is not happening. Maybe you're an energy suck. Maybe you suck energy away. And then he's for sure not going to pick up your phone because non-verbally, like his brain's going to say, I oh, don't pick up the phone because he doesn't, it's not that important. He doesn't make you feel better. And that's all nonverbal stuff. And that happens through the process of, you know, making it about him again. And the, the, other, thing about is, you. the other thing is, if you have this relationship with him, he knows you you care about him, genuinely mm-hmm. care about him. And you've built that foundation. If you get the contract and you're doing work for him and something doesn't go as planned, something doesn't, doesn't go as, as scheduled or right. something crazy happens, there's a lot more forgiveness there from him right. just to say, hey, I trust you. You've right. got this. Um, there's a lot less conversations that says my lawyer is going to be calling you because you've built the foundation. When you just go in and sell them on product, there's no relationship. There's nothing when something goes wrong. Heated words start to fly and people get upset and you have to get third parties involved and try to straighten up the mess or you you don't want to pay. When you're doing business with people, you should literally be doing business with them in a way that is the same as if you were doing business with your best friend. And those are the kind of relationships and conversations that you need to be having with them. The same conversations that you would be having with a friend of yours. You go over to their house. And you show interest and you care and you talk about other things just as much as you talk about business. I had a guy call me a couple of weeks ago and he was all nervous about a big call he had to go make. And he was just new getting into business. And I said, just treat, treat him like it's, it's your favorite uncle. Go in, act like this guy's your favorite uncle. And afterwards, he calls me back and he said, solid advice. He said, we struck up some good conversations. I think we had a great meeting. Um, it was a lot easier than I thought it would. And that's how it is. I mean, if you go in with this kind of mindset, you know, you just make conversation and you're comfortable in your skin and Hey, it flows. It's fine. It goes good. And he feels good about it. You feel good about it. There's that friend to friend connection and trust comes with that. As long as you provide a solution for his problem, probably going to get the job, not that complicated. So to wrap it up, when somebody says, you know, salespeople are, you know, get a bad rap or I don't do sales or I don't like sales or, or this or that, or maybe you have a problem hiring salespeople because, you know, you get that objection a lot. It's just important that you help them understand. It's not sales that you don't like. It's your ability to do sales that you don't like. And let's just work on that. Let's change that. The sales industry has made more people wealthy than any other industry out there. Even for people who aren't making a living selling, you're selling every day. In your daily life, to your kids, to your wife, to the people around you, you have ideas, you have things that that you're selling people on all the time, whether you know it or not. So every day is sales. And when you learn to do it right, even in the uh, aspects you're not getting paid for, when you learn the right process, you'll be a lot less frustrated and people will actually tend to listen to you a lot more and you'll be respected for it. 100%. Thanks again for listening to Ethical Sales Podcast with the Raver Twins. Would you do us a huge favor? We're giving away over $1,000 in prizes during the podcast launch. Simply go to ethicalsales.com, then leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. Just go to ethicalsales.com. Again, thanks for listening, and see you on the next episode. This episode was hosted by the Max Potential Podcast Network. Find more great shows at maxpotential.com.